Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson, coming to you live here from Guanacaste. I suppose it's not live as this is just recorded, but I suppose I'm live at this particular moment in time. Anyway, let's get uh, straight into what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to be meeting again with Rebecca Clower. If you guys remember, she's the chief broker and also owner of Blue Water Properties in Tamarindo. She's had an amazing year. Um, those guys serve the whole of the Guanacaste coast. Uh, she's one of the most resourceful, energetic people I know. She's been on HGTV uh, and some other uh, real estate and kind of property TV programs. She's a bit of a star down here. Uh, so we're going to be getting a bit of an update from her about what's going on in the area. Uh, we're also going to touch a little bit on construction as well as we're starting to see a bit of a move as inventory gets low to people buying land and actually building here. Remember, guys, if you have any questions for me or would like my help with anything, my email address is info at investingcostarica.com. It doesn't matter how big, how small it is. Uh, just let me know. I'm more than happy to help. Uh, remember, subscribe to the channel, guys. We'll keep you up to date. We usually get about one or two podcasts out a week. Um, and if you have any comments for Rebecca or would like to get in contact with her, all of her contact details will be in the description down below. Let's get started. Rebecca, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm super. How are you? Very, very good. Thanks very much for coming on the uh, podcast again. My pleasure. Awesome. So we spoke again, I think it was back in March, April time. Uh, and since then, I know that we've spoken uh, quite a bit. Uh, but it's been absolute crazy. But I mean, what's really surprised you in the last six months? And also, I'd like to know what trends are you seeing as well? Well, right now we have, uh, I think, the same problem we had in March, which is basically a lack of inventory, which obviously is good for sellers, but not so great for buyers and obviously drives up the the cost, right? So yep. it's a, it's a catch-22. That's pretty much what I've seen is that, you know, they're holding strong. We're getting people from all over the world. Um I continue to be surprised by values. I continue to be surprised by the amount of people that purchase sight unseen. I feel like there's a lot of wow. fleeing going on from all over the country. So that's kind of what I've been feeling the last wow. six months up until now. I mean, with regards to trends, I mean, if there's not that much product out there at the moment, are you seeing a lot of people that are actually buying land and building or are you still seeing a lot of like stuff being sold? Um, what I find is a lot of people would like to buy land and build, but unfortunately, the same thing is going on with land. We lack inventories. So um, I've seen that people are looking at both options. Uh, you know, obviously, you can get a more bang for your buck with a lot in building, but obviously, it's also a catch-22 because you have to wait for the building process. You have to do the plans. You have to go through that whole thing, right? So some people, if you're in a rush, then obviously, buying land and building is not going to work. Those who want to buy land because they're looking to maximize profit and maybe perhaps get into something, you know, once the house is built, they have instant equity, then obviously that's still definitely something that people are looking for. The only thing is, is as you know, uh, prices have gone up a lot with certain building materials. So that's affected also the profitability of, uh, of buying land and building. So, I, I mean, I, I think that everybody knows that you're based in the kind of the Tamarindo area. You also live in Flamingo as well. Can you describe that area for people that are listening here, uh, just so that they can have an idea of kind of those areas? Because I know the two areas are different as well. And also what the community is like in those areas. For sure. Um, my main office is in Tamarindo. We're going to be opening up an office in Flamingo, which is where I currently live. And we also have an office in Playa del Coco. So we basically cover about an hour, over an hour, actually, of coastline. So things have been really booming. I mean, the areas are 
have some things in common and then some things that are quite different. I think I see more families uh, flocking to the area between Tamarindo and Potrero, basically, um, just because of schooling and, and, and amenities and things like that, but mostly because of other families and uh, private school options. And then up in Cocoa, you'll get, you know, not that we don't have a retiree segment here because we definitely do, especially in Flamingo and the Marina and everything that's coming, but up in Playa del Coco overall, you'll find a lot more um, the retirees. Um, there's also families up there. And um, because of its proximity to the Liberia airport, a lot of people prefer to be up in that area, so. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a great summary. I mean, again, Coco is, I would agree, it's kind of more retirees. There are some families around here as well, um, but there aren't as many private schools as you guys have, I suppose, got just over the hill there, um, you know, kind of 30, 40 minutes down uh, from the Tamarindo area. Well, I mean, one, one interesting thing I saw is that um, La Paz, which is where my children attend school, they just uh, opened another campus, actually, in Comunidad. So that was particularly to help those who live in the Coco Hermosa area that have children so they don't have to travel so far because we actually had several children that were living in Coco um, that were coming all the way to Brasilito to go to school. Wow. So I think it's great that they opened up that campus and it seems really successful. So I think that just basically is telling us that you know, there, there are, in fact, families in Cocoa and people want to have more options there. Um, but I think all areas have their, their pros and cons, as always. But I think yep. the whole area in general is really beautiful. And of course, as you know, Guanacaste has the most sunshine, uh, days of sunshine per year. So that's definitely one of the things that is, is it sunny it, over there? It's sunny over here. I don't know. How is it over there? I'm in Cocoa. How are you over well, I'm in my office, but it's sunny here too. It's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're spoiled, right? Another sunny day in October, which is oh, rare because we're in we're in a rainy season, right? So. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, just to give people an idea, how much would a three-bedroom home cost in each Tamarindo, Flamingo, and, say, Potrero area, just to kind of give people an idea? Yeah, I mean, right now, you know, just to give you a ballpark figure, most homes that are three-bedroom, depending on whether or not it has view or not, but my least expensive uh, homes, let's say in remodel condition for a three bedroom, yep. will run around 400,000. Um, this is more of a mountain view situation, not ocean view. Yep. Um, least expensive ocean view property that I know of in the market is going to be in the upper 500 range um, and go up from there, depending on the area. Um, and then in our area, our, you know, the values would be a little bit higher just because the things that are driving up those values is, of course, the marina and, and other um, things that are going on in our area. So you're looking at, you know, generally speaking, anywhere from 450 to let's call it, you know, 800. Again, depends upon the size of the house, of course, views, amenities. And of course, you know, we have our multi million dollar mansions and everything in between. So we kind of have something for everyone here. I, I always like to ask uh, you guys this, but I mean, what listings do you have at the moment that you would personally buy and why? Um, I got a, yeah, I have a really great deal on two building lots. Uh, they're side by side, uh, 70,000 for both of those. And the great thing about that is it could actually be a duplex situation and it's, but it's within a gated community and it's down, you know, although it's down a dirt road, it's in an area on the backside of Playa Conchal. And so Reserva Conchal basically is literally across the street from the backside of the property. So wow. it's kind of an area of future growth. And down that same road, I have some ocean view lots that I'm going to be listing for between 125 and 150 that I think are a great deal. And that's for half acre lots with some of the most stunning views that exist in our area. With water and electricity? 
with water and electricity. And that's also in the gated community. It's two of the only wow. gated communities down that dirt road. So that's definitely something that's not going to last. So. Uh, yeah, I, I may come knocking on your door on that one, Becky. Uh, yeah, again, my deal. wife. Yeah, my wife keeps pushing me to move to Guanacaste as well. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to stay yeah. in stay in the city at the moment because again, I travel all over the country. So once I'm in Guanacaste, to get to the south of the country takes a little bit longer. Exactly. Exactly. So, so. well, let's discuss. I'll see yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, let's discuss <laughs> the buy versus build uh, thing, because, again, I'm, I'm starting to see a bit of a trend there more towards, towards people because, again, the inventory or they can't find the property that they're looking for or it's not on the market yet. You know, a lot of people looking to potentially, you know, kind of build here because, I mean, you've built here. I mean, I don't think buildings ever and it is ever easy in whichever country that you no. do it in. Um, no. You know, and I, I think that as long as you get great references and see the product that people have, that builders have built before, um, you know, and ask people like yourself for, for references, I, I don't think it, it, it is that much of a nightmare. I mean, it's not going to be easy, um, no. but it shouldn't be a nightmare if you've done your, you've done your research well. But I mean, when do you think people should look at building instead of buying uh, and what things should they be aware of, like hidden costs, uh, length of the process, et cetera? Well, I think you said it um, just now, basically, if you're not finding what you want, which is basically what happens to me, yep. or you gravitate towards a million dollar house, but your budget's only five or 600,000, which is also me. Yep. So what do I do? I'm always buying a lot and I'm building. Um, yep. And then you build in your own equity. Again, you know, there's always the pros and the cons of everything that goes on, but I've, we've never lost with anything that we've built here. So I think, you know, again, I've been here for 15 years. I've built over a dozen times. And we've never lost in any of the builds um, that we purchased. I can't say the same uh, when I bought raw land. Obviously, when you start, you know, buying land and putting it in its in its best and highest use, which is obviously having a structure there, yep. your your chance of losing, especially in a market like this, are minimal. So if you're looking for minimal risk, I would say go that route. And then all you have to do is pick the right builder and the right architect, which for me, again, I had a bad first experience, but after that, you figure out, you figure it out and then you help your clients in turn so that they don't make the mistakes that, that I made and they pick the right builder that's honest and they pick the right architect who's not going to rip them off, et cetera. So that's, that's what I, that's why I'm always building. Yep. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't find something good on the market. You might be lucky and, and find something that works for you. That's already built. And of course we touched upon it before, if you don't have the time, the patience or the wherewithal to wait a year to have the, the, you know, the construction complete, then obviously it's better to look for an already built product. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree there. I think that that's some, some, some really good feedback there. Um, I mean, I think the one thing that I, that keeps echoing in my head from what you've said there is it's great buying land, but like playing the land banking game, you know, is not always, you know, it doesn't create cash flow sometimes. Uh, whereas if you mm -hmm. do buy a piece of land, build something on it and are able to cash flow it, at least you've got that cash flow coming in as well. Correct. I mean, that's why a lot of our clients will, again, purchase something that's already built or purchase a condo at the beach because that's kind of a no brainer, um, you know, especially in the Tamarindo or the Flamingo area, because they are more of walking towns and a lot of people will choose one or the other in terms of just accessibility and it being easy. And sometimes yep. people on their very first trip to Costa Rica want an easy vacation. Yep. They don't want to rent a car. They want to be where they can walk or take taxis or drive their golf cart around. So you're limited, right? You're limited. And so you tend to gravitate towards the more touristy areas. I live away from the beach. Um, we're close to Flamingo Beach, but you still have to drive. It's not what it's close, like, you know, three, four minute drive, but you're not walking there. 
Um, and people will ask me about that too. Well, how can you have a good, you know, vacation rental situation if you're not close to the beach or walking distance? Because most of the people that rent homes tend to rent a car or rent a golf cart or rent an ATV, but they have some mode of transportation. Well, so, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think that's great feedback because here is to get the view. Sometimes you need to be further away from the beach that's or the higher in elevation. Whereas if you want to be close to the beach, sometimes you don't get the views. No, that's exactly right. And, but I think sometimes people don't put two and two together. They say, I want to be oceanfront, but I want to be a pipe. You can't have both. Yep. You know, and if, if you do, if you, there's very few like that, as you know, I mean, you're going to have like 20 million steps down to the beach because sure you're oceanfront, you might be on a cliff. Yep. But you just have to be realistic about what it is you're looking at and for and, and understand the topography of Costa Rica and how it kind of works. So. Becky, what questions do you think that people are looking to buy something in Costa Rica or invest in Costa Rica should be asking that a lot of them don't ask? Um, I think a lot of people, well, for example, they don't understand the concept of concession versus title property. Yep. I think that's one of the big ones. Um, as you know, 95% of the oceanfront property here is concession, which is basically like a land lease from the government. Um, it's renewable in 20 year increments usually. And um, I don't deal too much with concession. Our area actually has a lot of title beachfront. Luckily, we're one of the few areas. So I'm dealing with two concession properties right now. And a lot of people get turned off by it. But if they knew that 95% of the other properties in this country are also concession, including including where the Four Seasons is in Peninsula Papagayo, yep. then I think that they wouldn't be so worried about it. And basically, if you're just following the rules, the use of, of what the land you know needs to be used as, then there's no reason that the government wouldn't um, renew the concession, as long as you're paying the taxes and doing what the concession says. That's number one. And another one, people... People ask us if they have the same ownership rights as Costa Ricans. Um, absolutely. Um, and that's one of the great things here, too. Not all countries are like that. You have to have a citizen purchasing. But here, uh, foreigners have the exact same rights as Costa Rica citizens, which is great. Yeah, I was speaking to some guys the other day who were looking to actually invest in Thailand, but I kind of brought up the idea to that. I brought up the, the thing to them of like, guys, you personally can't own it. Like 51% needs to be owned by a Thai person. So like you're going to have to go into business someone if you don't know someone. And like to have that level of trust, I think is pretty, uh, that's a bit of a stretch sometimes. Whereas here in Costa Rica is, a foreigner is exactly the same as a citizen here when it comes to owning land. I mean, concessions, exactly. that there are some complications in that, of course. Correct. But there are ways I was, was going to just mention yeah. that, that concessions, you do have to have a Costa Rican on there with you. But usually that can be your attorney and yep. they don't have signing authority or anything like that. It's just basically in name. But even so, I feel like we have a lot more things here that protect us than in other parts of the world. Yeah, I agree. And I think what you said there about concessions is really important as well. I mean, the majority of luxury home, uh, luxury homes, luxury hotels here are built in the concession. Correct. But like, it's great cash flow. It's beachfront. Like, it's it's beautiful. Like, don't be turned off by it. But, like, you might not have a title, but like, as long as you use it correctly, like, you're not building. I don't know. I don't know. You were meant to build a house and you end up building a massive hotel on it. They're going to renew it in 20 years. You know, I don't. Well, I've, often, always, I've always said yeah. that, you know, they're not making any more beachfront. And nope. for that matter, the ocean view properties are the ocean view properties. So, you know, obviously those are going to be the most sought after properties, but people also tend to pull a good profit with land that's walking distance to the beach. So even if they have no view um, or they're not ocean front, there's still walking distance, which seems to be almost as important to people as having notion view or being ocean front, just yeah. the accessibility, being able to walk to shops, the beach, et cetera. I think that's great advice. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to ask you Becky a question here because I, maybe this is a bit of a sensitive subject with regards to realtors. 
how should you make sure that you've got yourself a good realtor in Costa Rica? Because, you know, there's this registration, not registered, you know, with Suhe, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's a bit murky out there. Like, I mean, what questions do you think people should be asking uh, their realtor? Yeah, I mean, I think what it comes down to is that we have um, we have two different boards uh, governing. Well, I should say we have two different real estate boards in the country. And I think it's always good to choose someone that's part of one of the two organizations in the country. We are held to a higher standard. We have to adhere to the ethics of the National Association of Realtors. And so I think that's one of the most important things. And then on top of that, it's extremely important to pick somebody who, for example, is a resident, legal resident, someone who has market knowledge, someone who's registered with SUHEF, which is what you had talked about, which is basically the you know, superintendent of, of finances here in Costa Rica for the banks. Um, you know, and then we, there's many rules that we have to follow it, including having uh, electronic invoices, et cetera. But I think those are the most important things. I mean, I'm also a real estate agent in Florida. I was licensed uh, in Florida and worked there for many years. But while that gives us credibility, you know that it's not a requirement to have a real estate license here because we're not quite there yet, but we're, we're getting there. Yep. Um, and so I think all of those things, and, and don't be afraid to Google your real estate agent and don't be afraid to ask for references. I actually think that's the most important thing. I, I, I agree. Like references of people that have bought with you, like would they go back and do it again? You know, uh, what were the challenges? Um, I, I think that that's, that's, that's great feedback, Becky, because again, there are a lot of realtors in Costa Rica, no? Okay. There's a lot of realtors. Um, not all of us are created equal. I, I'm happy to say at least with my team, we are, we're comprised of 18 people, but 18 people that work together as a family and people that are true professionals in what they do. And I do feel that in the country, we have a great number of professionals, but unfortunately, sometimes you have your unscrupulous people. Yep. And then sometimes you have, you know, your taxi drivers that want to be real estate agents and your tour guides, and, yep. you know, nothing against those guys. I love them, but if they're truly doing justice for their client that they have in the car, they're taking on a tour, they refer to one of us, one yep. of us as real estate professionals, because that's how it really needs to be done. This is what we do for a living. We take it seriously. And uh, this is a career for us. It's not just a side gig. So definitely, you know, we take things seriously. And again, we're held to a higher level, a higher standard. And it's easy, like I said, with the internet at, the, at your fingertips to find out what, what your real estate agent's all about. Ask them what kind of uh, background they have. Don't be afraid to ask, you know, what they've done and what they're, you know, I've had people ask me for a resume. Yep. So I don't, I don't mind if people ask me for a resume. It's I had to nice. make one up for those people though, because I didn't have one. So it's kind of nice to get your balls busted sometimes. Yeah. No? Yeah. So, well, I think you've answered this question, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway. But if you inherited $500,000, Becky, and had to invest it into a business or real estate here in Costa Rica, what would you do with it at the moment and why? Commercial. Yeah. Yep. Building commercial center, which is actually what we're just about to do, but we're waiting on our, on our water letter. Um, and just to give you an idea on how I know it's good, at least in our area in Flamingo, we have the Marina coming. We have a severe shortage of commercial spaces. I literally just put up the rendering on my Facebook page and I had it 90% reserved. Wow. And it's, it's really crazy. I, um, I sold some land to some of my partner, uh, my clients, excuse me, in Canada and convince them to go 50-50 with my husband and I, and we're building a small commercial center. Nice. And when you get it reserved like that and haven't even done anything, I think that goes to show you that there's a severe shortage 
of not only commercial space, but nice new modern commercial space. Yeah. And people are willing to pay for it. Well, and I think it also helps that you're very well known in the community as well and a stand-up person and do great work. So that Yeah, I mean, obviously that, that tends to attract more people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing I thought about the other day, I was talking to my wife about it. I was just like, you know what? Is there a toy shop up there? I know this may sound random, but like, where do people go to get yeah. toys? There is. In Tamarindo, there's a small toy shop. Um, I think there's still one on the second level of a commercial center in Waka's. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be really awesome to have like a, you know, juguetón or yep. uh, toys, you yep. know, one of those little franchises over here. Because the nearest one for us or like Universal is in Liberia. Yep. So it would be nice for us to have something like that here. I think there's a need for that. That in a jump park for those of us who have children. <laughs> I mean, basically anything to wear the kids out, right? Yes. So I, I think that's really important for people to understand that like, look, you can come here. You can make a life here. You can make a living here. Like look at, look at services, look at like, I suppose, businesses that work in other parts of the world, because I think there's an opportunity to put them here. Well, we have a lot of clients that say, okay, I'm moving here. I want to start a business. And they'll ask me and say, Hey, Becky, what, what do you need? What do you, what do you need that you don't have at the beach? I mean, my list can go on and on, but um, no, thankfully over the years, obviously things have changed a lot in the last 15 years. And and we have pretty much all the amenities, I think, that we could use, but it's amazing how things are expanding. There's always a need for certain businesses. So I think yep. if you want to come here and start a business, um, as opposed to buying into one, definitely ask, ask the people that live here and try to see what we need that we don't have that could work, not only for the foreign market, but the national market, yep. the local market, because they're the ones who are going to pull you through the slow times and the, you know, the, the low markets and yep. all that good stuff. I, I agree. I mean, if you can have something that's in the mechanics of like people's day-to-day -day lives for everybody, uh, you know, it means you don't get those peaks and valleys that you would do in say, I don't know, in, uh, in vacation rentals or here in travel, you know, but if it's something that people need in their day-to-day -day life or it's a recurring expense, like, I don't know, storage or, you know, something like that, uh, then you know that you've got that money coming in constantly. For sure. Self-storage is definitely a profitable business here, for sure. Um, same as commercial. Yep. Um, again, just due to the limited inventory that we have. I think if someone owned land in Tamarindo near the main road, they would do a parking garage because we have severe parking issues. And I feel like, you know, I actually think they're going to do a parking garage over by the marina, but all of those things I, I feel like would be good. There's also rumors that Alto Mercado is moving to uh, going to be opening in Flamingo across from Banco Nacional. Wow. I don't know if that's true, but it's yep. what I hear. So that would be pretty epic because then I wouldn't have to go to Tamarindo to do my shopping. So all of these things are, are important, right? For yep. our area. Yep. I think when Alto Mercado is moving in, they, they know something that maybe we don't or we already do know about. I, yeah, I mean, those guys study data constantly. So whenever oh, yeah. they go in, you know that a place is about to kind of take yeah. off. So, yeah, they're, they're the real deal and they're not investing millions of dollars if they don't know, you know, the market is there and it's solid and it's going to support yep. what they have. The Tamarindo Auto Mercado is one of the best performing markets actually in the country, which is interesting because everybody flocks there. We all drive I and mean, people drive like 45 minutes away just to go just to go <laughs> to the supermarket. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> well, Rebecca, I'll let you get on with your day because I know that you're very, very busy. Um, again, I really thank you very much for your time. Uh, this has been great. I'm sure that a bunch of questions are going to come from this. I think it's been very insightful from the real estate front, but also kind of more of the moving here and the business, you know, kind of investing into a business here. So 
Um, I'm going to put all your, your contact details again in the description. I'm sure a lot of people reach out to you and contact you, do, you uh, as they always do. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. It was awesome. All right. Have a great day, Becky. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, another great episode there uh, with Rebecca Clower from Blue Water Properties. Some great information uh, in there. If anyone's confused or need any help with anything or pointing in the right direction, feel free to comment away on this or contact us directly at info at investingcostarica.com. We're happy to help in anything. Doesn't matter how big or how small it is. Remember, we have podcasts that also come out one to two per week. Uh, we're available on Apple, Spotify, and also on YouTube. Remember, if you've liked this, please give us a thumbs up with reviews so that more people can uh, subscribe uh, and get great value out of some of these podcasts. Thanks very much. And we'll see you again very soon for another episode of uh, Costa Rica Real Estate Investing with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Hey.